Sometimes you see it coming. Sometimes you don't. I was called in the Friday before Christmas, and I was told they were letting me go. My husband of 22 years came home the day after our daughter's graduation and told me he had only stayed all this time for the kids. Significant life changes can come fast and without warning. It's what you do next that matters. I mean, nothing changes your life more than a diagnosis like that. But eight years later in remission, and honestly, I'm having the best year of my entire career. And then I went home and I collapsed and I cried and I sobbed and I screamed and I wailed and I'm like, okay, I got to find a job. Not a single door open. Until the day when it happens to you, you should always be asking yourself, what's in your blind spot? Featuring Patrick Lennon and Dr. Greg Sinemo. Stephanie, welcome to the Blind Spot Podcast. Um, you know, a, a huge fan of what you do for many of our customers and clients and over the years. Um, we built this show with Dr. Greg and myself. Dr. Greg and I are ex-business partners and friends and we've all kind of encountered and gone through blind spots, right? Whether it's losing a job, um, a, a diagnosis of cancer, um, a divorce, you know, any of anything that kind of comes into life and then you, you overcome it and you get to the other side. So obviously your life is incredibly fascinating, um, your success. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're funny, right? You're a comedian. So um, would, would love to sort of hear. Can I just say yeah. the amount of compliments already? I am oh. just already on your you're side. You're I done. mean, you're it's, done. yeah. You're done. Yeah. Right. It's right. over right. the top already. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you do a horrible job, Stephanie. And um, <laughs> no, so. Uh. That's the nature of the show. Um, we've had some amazing guests and I was so excited to have Ron sort of line this one up for us. Um, but yeah, and then you got Greg here with the PhD who's gonna you know, diagnose everything you say and <laughs> hopefully get into your head with no co-payment. Um, but yeah, we'd, we'd love to hear a, sort of a, a, a little bit about kind of where you came from, right? Um, in terms of the journey you've, you've gone through and uh, we can talk about some of the blind spots you've had to overcome. Well, uh, you probably know that I've been, I was abandoned by wolves and raised by Republicans. So that's really <laughs> genesis of my personal, <laughs> um, you know, I guess everybody thinks that's punchline uh, that, uh, you know, my dad ran with Goldwater in 64 and was chairman of the Republican party. And I'm, I'm this flaming liberal, but, you know, I think as many of us have said, I, I mean, my dad's been gone since 83 and mm -hmm. I just, this is not in my opinion, my dad's Republican Party. I mean, I, I think a lot of Republicans don't recognize it anymore. And that was even before Trump. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm not sure, um, you know, I'm not sure how, how far apart we would be politically. It's hard to know, you know, when you talk about a blind spot, my dad's been gone since 83 and, mm -hmm. you know, but he also was the Nuremberg prosecutor. And I, there's so many times I wish I could talk to him about you know, a Republican candidate for president saying very fine people are marching in Charlottesville, you know, people with Nazi flags. And so I, I think it's um, there's so many times I've wished I could talk to my dad and, and yeah. uh, uh, about what he would think. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think the political the political kind of environment, you know, I don't think there is a Republican that I recognize anymore. Um, and yeah. I think I, I grew up in the Reagan for Republican years, right, when people had a conversation around a dinner table and uh, there wasn't this visceral reaction to you know, either party. Um, but I think the, and Dr. Greg, I don't know. I mean, obviously the, the goal of the, of the show, Stephanie, is to you know, inspire those, right? And I know 
you did some pretty courageous stuff in your in your life in terms of talking about your sexuality and talking about sort of what that meant to your career and sort of you know ron says that was ron said that is one of the most defining moments in his career of working with you to see your strength and be quite honestly you know your popularity and and um you know sort of influence has grown since you came out and said this is who I am. Right. And that's a, that's a huge, right. that's a huge thing in, well, in today's world. You know, you know, boy, you know, if anybody, you know, advertising and mm-hmm. you know, did you know, Patrick, my first ads, which I had nothing to do with when we launched my radio show right. almost 20 years ago, were making men rise in the morning. <laughs> and it was the same way they marketed my late night TV show was like to men, you know, right. it was this sexy kind of show for men. And so, you know, I remember when I came out, uh, mm-hmm. my one of my program directors said, Stephanie, what was it about you having sex with another hot woman that you thought was going to turn off your know, male listeners? Because right. you have even <laughs> higher ratings now. <laughs> that is good. Yeah. You want to talk about growing. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, again, a lot of us, you know, have nothing to do with our, our image. But, yeah, of course, mm-hmm. at a certain point, many years ago, that was a fear that it would hurt my business, you know, and I didn't, you know, a lot of us, I think I thought, oh, I don't want to be defined just by that. I don't want to be defined a certain way. But, you know, I think at a certain point, it became important to not to not just say I'm for that, but I am that I I think it really, that's what moved gay rights forward, I think, in such a, uh, um, um, you know, I I don't know how to say it, but a much Mm -hmm. faster way than I ever thought. I never thought marriage equality would be here in my lifetime. I never, uh, but I think, you know, back when we were, I was always liberal and always mm-hmm. pro-gay rights. It wasn't like sure. I was ever a hypocrite or made up boyfriends or anything. Right. But I think at a certain point, I, it just was hard to talk about all the issues without saying, you know, again, that I am that. Because I think that, as they say in polling, is what really changed minds so quickly is it's your sister and your daughter and your lawyer or your dentist or your favorite radio host or your favorite football player or whoever it is, you know, it's someone that you know. And, you know, I remember my dad, and speaking of like the two parties, my dad's mm-hmm. running mate, Barry Goldwater, on the Senate floor in the 80s used to say about gays in the military, you don't have to be straight, you just have to shoot straight. <laughs> and, and, you know, he has a gay grandson. And, right? And so I just yeah. think that... um I don't think it's a this it is a left right issue anymore. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. look at where the polling has gone, it is kind of sad that it it is issue at all. But if you don't mind, I, I maybe just being a shrink. I just I followed you a long time here. In fact, back to the nineties, I think it was KFI out here in L.A. and then mm-hmm. KBC. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, yeah. Loved your show. Um, Thank you. Couldn't give two craps whether you were straight or gay or whatever. It's just like, it's just a funny right. show. Super entertaining. Um, I, and it's it's a bit sad. And it made me think about, you know, the way you grew up. And maybe it's the curse of being a shrink, right? But if your dad's a, a, a U.S. representative, right? And he's running with Goldwater, who at the time, I mean, I don't go back to Goldwater days. But from what I remember, he was just super conservative, right? Oh, yeah. Right. So I I got although, fig- although he did once say every good Christian should kick Jerry Falwell right in the ass <laughs> <laughs> or the other side. But the um, <laughs> but the interesting 
Thanks for the courtesy laugh, Patrick. I was hoping yeah. Stephanie no, was good. Laugh, I got but, you. I got yeah. you. Dude, I've, oh, I've known I, you for a lot of years, by the way. I re- oh, I recognize <laughs> pity laughs better than anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, and you went to Catholic high school, correct? Not we out. Catholic. All, oh, I did 12 years hard time all the way from <laughs> first, first grade through 12. And, yep. your, and your knuckles, do they, do they show it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, we had a board of education, which was an actual board. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of looking at your childhood and going, I have a, a very conservative dad. I saw the, the, you know, a family picture taken with your mom and your sisters, right? You have two sisters and a brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And I mean, just nice looking family. And, and I'm thinking super conservative, East Coast family, Catholic school, um, on the radio. I mean, what, what happened in here somewhere in here you were rebellious or something were were you a rebellious kid all right but be honest about the picture there's something a little off with me right (laughs) there you're right my family very pretty something a little off with me oh come on my eyes eyes weren't going the same direction i had like a natural afro i I don't yeah yeah stop it um no one of my friends used to say in that campaign picture where my dad is holding me i was three my friend used to say, God, if they just would have dubbed in a sack of potatoes, he might have at least carried Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> or did he drop, is that where he dropped you? I mean, what, what, uh, what yeah. happened, right? So, yeah, how many times have I heard that? Did you get dropped on your head? I mean, it's, you know, I, I think, like I say, I wasn't really political. You know, I wanted to be Carol Burnett when I grew up. And um, yeah, that was one of the, you know, the highlights of my life is Carol Burnett saying, you know, oh, you don't want to be the next Carol Burnett. You you want to be the, the first Stephanie Miller. You know, she said, you're the Carol Burnett of radio. And That's I mean, beautiful. oh, my God, I cried and cried. But I, bet. I, uh, oh, I bet. But, you know, I wasn't political, guys. I wasn't. Yeah, I was a comedian. I wanted to. Um, so I think it was, as you mentioned, KFI was the first time I started getting political. And I do remember a turning point being Pat Buchanan's speech. That was seemed so mean spirited and you know small tent to me and you know um, and I and that was before I was out. Um, I think God, I'm trying to think whether I even had been with women yet. But I thought it is interesting that look at cut to today, all this mean spirited anti gay legislation that we're dealing with again oh, in 2023. God. Um, and I just that's certainly not who my dad was or Goldwater was. I mean, um, so. I just think it's mean, you know, I, it's, and so that's why I remember when I came out, I did an event in Seattle and there was this beautiful young girl, teenager and her family came up to me and they were all crying. And they said, thank you. You gave our daughter the courage to come out to us, you know, today. And we all just hugged and held and cried. And I, you know, just said to her, it's going to be okay. Now you're going to, you're going to have a good life. You know, you're going to have a better life because, you know, she and they, you know, there was a talk show was next to me and she said, like, you made that girl feel like she could be somebody, even if she, lo- who did, you know, no matter who she loves, that she can grow up and be successful and whatever she wants and love the person she wants and, and you know, doesn't have to be a certain way or look a certain way. Um, and so, you know, that's what you hope. I mean, we all stand on each other's shoulders, right? It's like that's that's the point of it is that you hopefully inspire other people to have courage because, um, you know, because hopefully you have found some, right? Do you see a, a, a time in our lifetime when it doesn't, nobody's coming out. It just doesn't matter anymore. That's, isn't that the progress where you don't have to come out? Like kids today don't have to come out. 
<laughs> they're yeah, just out. Who they are. It's, it's, who they are. Yeah. They don't think it's a big deal, right? Yeah, just why, it's, that, it, uh, which cares? is why it's amazing to me that the Republican Party is just so out of touch. I mean, they, they are losing the generational and demographic battle in this country, and so and there's and in response, they're going even farther right and alienating younger people. You know, with with this anti-gay and anti-trans legislation, right? So I'm getting DeSantis cannot count on your vote. Is that what I'm hearing? No, no. I mean, I'm still on the fence, but <laughs> right, right, okay. right, 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 but right. I mean, how about Nikki Haley saying, you know, trans girls in sports, which is first of all, 0.0001% of the population, you know, is the, is the women's issue of, a, of the day. And the main reason that young girls are committing suicide. I mean, Greg, you must have been <laughs> a psychologist. Touch. And are you effing kidding me? It's, I mean, are you effing kidding me? Really? You, little, because uh, trans girls uh, playing sports is, is, is that made one teenage girl suicidal? Do you think? I doubt I it. Mean, I doubt it. And it's about yeah. as myopic as it comes, but I, I guess it's speaking to your core and right. trying to get people right. to, to sway. But am I remembering right? You came out on your radio show in what, 29 or 2010, something like that? Uh, oh, dear God. If you think I'm young enough to remember that. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't remember. But it was on the air, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, wow. Yeah, I know. I remember I remember uh, Shelly Wright, the country singer who had just come out, who was my friend. I always called her my coming out coach. Um, <laughs> because, you know, she went through the same thing. She was sort of, you know, marketed to men and was this sexy country singer and, you know, certainly thought this is going to ruin my career in country music. You know, um, and I was on the phone with her and I said, you know, I think I'm just going to come out tomorrow. And she said, oh, well, don't you have to run that by your people? And I'm like, I don't have people. I have a radio show. <laughs> so I, but did you, so I just did you alert your parents? opened the mic and said, I'm gay. <laughs> yeah, I, I recall. And it was a big event, right? My producer in the second hour said, maybe we should reset the topic. I said, oh, okay. It's seven minutes after the hour. I'm still gay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this. It was fantastic. It did okay. Had you alerted your parents that you were going to do this? Oh, well, my dad, as I was saying, was gone a long time. You know, he was gone in 83. That's right. Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, no, I, well, you know, the funny, no, I was already out to my family. You know, I was out to family and friends and stuff. I just wasn't out publicly, you know. And again, it wasn't that I ever lied or I, I just um, didn't talk, you know, I just didn't talk about it. So, um, yeah, no, my family already knew and all of my friends knew and coworkers and all that. So it was just that. And it was funny, Shelly was the one I said, like, well, why do I really have to like, say, I mean, you know, I'm not like I'm hiding or lying. And I, and she said, again, that's the, he, she said, it makes a difference to that teacher in the Midwest that has to take Pepto-Bismol every night because she's afraid <laughs> someone's going to find yeah. out that yeah. she has a girlfriend, you know, or the or that teenage girl that, you know, in some red state that wants to kill herself because she thinks she's never going to have a life and a career. It makes a difference. And I, I, so I think that's what kind of, yeah, I finally just went, you know what? It's time. It's time to get out of the stands and get down on the field in this fight. So in the spirit of kind of the blind spot, I'm just, I'm curious because it, somebody in your orbit must have not reacted well to that or, or you just didn't, you didn't see it coming. <clears throat> well, you know what I have to say not really. I mean, that that's what can be surprising is that, um, well, and again, look, I have to say, it took a lot more 
courage for someone like Shelley in country music when it did for a liberal radio host, honestly, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, like, so no, I don't really honestly remember. Can we make one? Can we make one? I mean, can we make one up, Stephanie, I mean, just for the podcast? Well, I, I mean, it's not like I didn't always get letters calling me a carpet muncher. So you know, it's it's not that the hate changed any. But uh, right, right. Um, but you probably got more listeners. You probably got more listeners, though. By the way, yeah, <laughs> your, exactly. Your male exactly. fifty-five plus went up quick. Yeah, um, but I mean, but you know, it, it's interesting you bring that up because that's what you know. Shelly made an interesting point, too, because, you know, we both happen to look feminine and, you know, Mm -hmm. guys have, I guess, in the past been attracted and all that. And she said she said that's why it's important for those of us that can hide not to. And I totally got that. And so when you Mm -hmm. say, did you have you gotten back? I don't think I've experienced a lot of homophobia, first of all, because I don't look gay. And so, you know. I always say, like, guys don't even hear gay. They hear three-way. Like, they don't, <laughs> if they're attracted to you, they don't really even, they're like, you know. So, I mean, I like if I you paid a cover that, charge right now, like we're at a comedy club. Right, but isn't that interesting? Is it's, you know, it depends. If you they don't hear gay. They hear can, three-way. <laughs> yeah. But if you can hide it, 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 you don't really experience homophobia in the way that people right. that have never been able to hide it do. You don't, have so, combat, you don't have combat boots on. and, and, and <laughs> Yeah. 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 I know. I oh always, have, I always have said that, that I'm like, I'm like, what is that with that male fantasy? Because I said, that's, that's exactly every lesbian's fantasy too, is to have some guy whacking <laughs> off in the corner watching you make love. But what about, do you really think this is part of our fantasy? Oh, so good. Like, <laughs> Well, there goes there goes my world. Okay, right. Yeah, there goes the rest of my day. Right, right, right. You're right, like, right, damn, right. it's not part of your fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> we're uh, we're exploring way more than I thought we were. I mean, yeah, we, we learned carpet munching. We yeah. learned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. Let, let's we did. review. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Top take takeaways from the from the moment. I remember my my straight friend Bob that I hike with all the time when I use that in a joke. Once he's like, "What does that mean?" I'm like, "Oh, Bob." <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Bob. Oh, Bob. Get down Let there. Me, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to talk to your wife. <laughs> um, who who taught you the most in life? I mean, your friend. I mean, it's kind of curious. Who was like the biggest kind of mentor teacher for you? Oh boy. Oh, those were my incredibly uh, small yappy dogs, Bonnie and Clyde. What? Working Monday's doing a podcast. What are they? They are shorties. They're oh, sheep to yeah. Yorkie mixes. Uh, yeah, they um, they're sounds... hypoallergenic because my girlfriend has asthma and allergies. So they don't sneeze, is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're not supposed to sneeze. That's uh, how that works. Got it. Okay. Um, but anyway, what did you ask? I'm sorry. I was uh, asking kind of before before the snarkies. What are they again? Yes, the snarky. They're not snarkies. They're shorkies. <laughs> shorkies. Right. <laughs> before, before. Did you make that name up, by the way? Or is I that did. an actual I, breed? Honestly, I'm no, I made it up. It's oh, okay, a, they're okay, most okay. they're mostly Shih Tzu Yorkie with some other stuff in there. Okay, okay, all right. Yeah. So, yeah. What you know? Who who was your biggest? Oh, who mentor? did I learn? Yeah. 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 Um, learn oh from? boy. Well, gosh, I would say Lily Tomlin's been a mentor all my life. She got me my first agent. Has been um, just incredibly supportive. She and Jane Wagner have you know just been incredibly good friends and and mentors to me um 
why, know, certainly why, she's, why she's, think... an, she's an icon, not just for yeah. comedians and women, for gay people. I mean, she's just been, uh, you know. Why, why do you think that she has been such a, a help to you? I mean, that's what a blessing, right? But how? She, oh my God, I got to interview her when I hosted a morning radio show in Chicago in the 80s. And she came to Chicago with Search for Signs of Intelligent Life. And uh, <laughs> it found you. Oh my God. She called in as Ernestine. Oh, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> was hilarious, of course. And I'll never forget her PR person called me after that and said, Lily wanted to know if you thought it was funny. And I said, I'm sorry, Lily Who? Tomlin <laughs> wants to know if uh, some little radio DJ idiot in Chicago thinks she's, but that's like the kind of pro she is. Like she actually put time and thought into that bit. You know, um, I remember I had cut together stuff from a press conference that made it you know that made just you know that made it sound like it was just me there interviewing her and i guess she loved it because i you know made it really funny and so that's why she agreed to do my show but she prepared this bit as ernestine and and uh of course was hilarious and i but i just thought like that's why she is who she is because she cared that that bit was funny and that this stupid little 20 something year old DJ thought it was funny, you know? <laughs> and so that's impressive oh though, God. right? I mean, obviously you made yeah. an impact on her that she would devote that much headspace to somebody like a, a rookie, yeah. right? That she would and do my that. Yeah. My first agent at ICM said, well, Lily Tomlin called said that we really need to sign you. And, and so, you know, it's just been, uh, and she's just done every one of my radio and TV shows and just been a, just a friend and supporter for a long time. So I would say, you know, professionally, um, that, that certainly would, would be my, my biggie, but, um, but you know, I, we all have like my hundred year old mom, my mom has yeah. Alzheimer's and is, you know, near is blind and nearly deaf. And I'm about to take my seventh trip back to see her in the last eight months because, mm. you know, mm. you don't get this time back. And, uh, but, you know, she's kind of my hero, too. I mean, she just the way she is, her courage and class and grace and strength is just something that I don't think I have. You know, she she's the way she's dealt with this, you know, is um, really been extraordinary. And she's also just always been she never, ever um, neglects to tell me how proud she is of me. Every time I talk to her almost every day, oh, I mean, oh, almost every day wow. she tells me, yeah, you know, and and. uh and she's the one that um listened to me. And I talked a lot, as you can imagine. But she just listened to me, you know, and made yeah. me feel like I could do anything in life. She supported all my hopes and dreams and sewed all my little costumes and, you know. Wow. What a <laughs> yeah. what an amazing woman. That, that kind of strength and that kind of support you don't much find anymore. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah. And she was thrown into politics as a political wife when she was very young, you know, and, and uh was a great, you know, sort of helpmate and partner to my father and kind of fucked me off for life because they had a, you know, 40 year, a 40 year conversation was how we say they were married for 40 years until my dad died, you know, and, uh, um, it's made, made me a hopeless romantic. They got engaged on the third date. <laughs> wow. Wow. Terrific. And, and she's, I mean, you're still able to have conversations with her and she still communicates well with you. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, honestly, it was a huge thing for me this time. And my sister said she remembered I was there because, you know, lots of times she doesn't, of course, remember she has Alzheimer's. And so, but no, I, I can still have some amazingly coherent conversations with her sometimes. I mean, some, you know, anyone that's 
been through this journey with Alzheimer's knows it's, of course, not always. Sometimes she's completely delusional or angry or, you know, um, aggressive or, you know, but then there are other lots of times where we have really loving, coherent conversations. And uh, she does seem to know who I am. I mean, of course, she, you know, it depends, <laughs> you know, yeah. it depends on the, on the day and the time and whatever. But yeah, she does seem to. And I think that people always understand love, you know, like she might not. It's like that hearing aid commercial when the guy says, I love you. The guy, the father hears, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like wow. she always hears me say, I love you. And her hearing is so bad and the Alzheimer's and I'm on the phone and, you know, but, um, but they hear when you talk from the heart and I, I, I'm always amazed when I go back since I've lived so far away, I'm, I'm with her all day. I'm there with her six, seven hours in a row. And I'm always amazed that I never run out of things to talk about, about memories. You know, it's just, we have, you know, it's a lifetime of memories and, and they hear all that as she doesn't, she connects to a lot of it. She sparks to a lot of the memories and it, a lot of it is just, you know, um, connecting from the heart and, you know, thanking her and telling her much I love her and remember this thing and remember that thing. And, you know, so. I'm glad to hear you say <laughs> that. I, I, I love the, the sensitivity of that and the, I, I call it finishing strong. Um, and how important it is for us. I have an aging dad. My dad is, is 95 and, mm-hmm. you know, and I live by finish strong, no regrets. Right. And so visiting right. him a couple times a week. And, um, interestingly enough, the last time I visited him, um, last week, you know, he doesn't talk and he's kind of, you know, there, but he knew enough to give me the finger when I left. <laughs> And, and, that's the best thing he's done by the way in a while i know yeah. I, I'm yes, serious. No, definitely the story the stories well, are hysterical he come, oh my god he obviously thinks you're number one dad so, you know. <laughs> he flipped me the bird and kind of smiled a little bit as i'm walking out and go yeah i love you too bye so yeah it's good no i you. mean there are amazing moments aren't they of grace and humor i mean she can still laugh with it. things are she can sometimes be funny Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, it's still, I always think humor is such a, a saving grace in all things in life and in relationships, right? You have that. You no have question. That. Um, gosh, let me pause for just a second here because we're running on 29 minutes and we, and I know you've got stuff to do. Um, Patrick? Oh, I, I have, fart, I have fart jokes to write. I mean, yeah. I'm saving America <laughs> one fart <laughs> joke at a time, people. <laughs> <laughs> you are nailing it. Um, no, Stephanie, Donald, thank you. And Donald you know. Trump could have been indicted while we're talking. So, you know, I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's always a possibility. So I, I know what I wanted to ask you. Oh, um, yeah, this is going to be good. <laughs> no, about Donald Trump. And I and I hesitated because this is not a political show, right? Um, right. But my theory is what, what Democrats are doing with him is death by a thousand paper cuts. Yeah. And, I, and I, wanted your, I wanted your take on that. What, how do you mean that? Um, I don't know that anything is going to stick with that guy, right? I mean, any charge or any indictment or any, you know, is he going to prison? No. I mean, I, I, I think so. I mean, I know I get called the happy, clappy liberal. And I know we, we keep joking about that John Oliver bit. Like, I, we've got him. This time we've got him. You know, <laughs> and the feeling like you never will. But I do think, I do believe in karma. And I do believe a lifetime of it is finally catching up with him. I mean, let's remember, he has already been indicted and there are several more coming. And I mean, look at, you know, Al Capone went 
for, you know, went to prison finally for tax tax stuff, which, yep. you know, you don't know what Trump could be the same that, you know, somebody said that about, I think it was Capone or John Gotti or somebody, they said, you know, justice seemed like it was never going to come. And then it came all at once. And, um, and that's not a sex joke, although you can take it that way if you want to. But <laughs> it's been a there. lot of foreplay, can I just say, up wow. until this point. But I do think, yeah. I do think, I do think the confluence, maybe like you say, it's the thousand paper cuts. But I do believe that justice is coming for him. And, uh, you know, we'll see, right? Knock on wood. Yeah, that's so interesting. Thank you for, um, I appreciate your candor about that. I'm kind of hoping you're right on a bunch of fronts, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We. We call it a lot of nipple circling, and we need to get to the justice. <laughs> to no, we, right we, in there. we have never called it that. <laughs> uh, but we learned nor, another nor term. the visual of his nipple. In, in, in any, hey. I mean, Stephanie, I am blind, and I, I and that's one thing I would actually accept very kindly is my blindness with his nipple. Um, <laughs> you don't know you what you're missing. Forget. I will never see that. Um, <laughs> Now, Stephanie, you're mate. Thank you for taking some time. And I, your story will inspire. There's no question. You, I mean, you're just such a, a good soul. And oh, uh, thank you, true. honey. No, it's true. No, you're awesome. Um, well, you, you too. You guys are great. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm, I'm happy to do this. I thank you for all your support over the years too. As you know, you know, like we can't do this without you guys. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and I think our listeners get it. And that's why. You know, we, we aren't on the seven billion stations that the right wingers mm-hmm. are on, but our audience yeah. is very. It works loyal because they get it. You know, they're very. Uh, oh. uh, and hopefully, they're you're, hopefully and, your skin is spending. Ho- hopefully, your skin is tight with Genucel, and you're sleeping on cozier sheets, and you're happier for Absolutely. it. Look at you getting a plug in there. I know I got a plug. <laughs> promo <laughs> code, <laughs> pro, promo code <laughs> Stephanie. As, as I always know, that's right. Type in Stephanie in the box. Um, as I always say, my audience is loyal, and they're very spendy. Yes, <laughs> I, I will. I will end it with saying this: that the last time you and I talked, we brought you a client, and I will not shamelessly plug the client. Oh, this, I will. I, I do it for you, Greg. I have no, I, I have no problem know, with it. I know. For, but but what I um, but I remember saying to you, you are the easiest celebrity host I have ever worked with with a client. And if you could just please quit doing what you're doing and train the rest of the honor personalities in the world for me mm-hmm. to do what you do, then we we will have this completely beaten but um it, you know what it reminds me of a book i just heard about called if god is love don't be a jerk <laughs> <laughs> maybe if left people could just be a stop being jerks yeah, yeah. 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 get over ourselves you mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Just, just try being less of an a-hole <laughs> yeah just a little just a little yeah yep. uh well guys thanks so much for this it was, it was fun. thanks Stephanie. that was fun it was good to, good to get to know you a little better thank you for your time today all right bye guys all right, all right. bye bye stephanie no, she's great. She's awesome. What are your takeaways from our conversation with Stephanie? Well, the first thing that jumped at me is her humor, right? And uh, how she deals with how she deals with life with humor, right? That her dad was the staunch Republican, that her family was perfect. She said, "Listen, there's something wrong with me in that picture. <laughs> my eyes were going sideways. <laughs> I, I looked like somebody dropped me on my head. Like she just, but she still has so much kindness, right? And." Uh, because I, I play the humor game all, all day long with my with my life, right? With blindness and all things that I've had to deal with. But because she doesn't take herself too seriously. Um, that was my big takeaway. Um, my, my second one, Greg, is really around the, the reception she got when she came out and said that she was gay, right? And did that on the radio. What? I mean, what? What? You know, what strength that takes, right? And then... I think oftentimes, and you know this better than anybody, Greg, in terms of just from a from a 
you know, a psychology standpoint, people are pretty accepting once you tell them who you are and what you are. And uh, unless you're a Nazi or you're a freak, you know what I mean? Like if you're just somebody that is a good person, but you have a disability or a like or a this or a that, people, people are usually pretty open to it. So that's interesting. And, and I'll, I'll duck this in because mm -hmm. I think um, when you look at just the makeup of who we just talked to, so yeah. you, you and I and Stephanie Miller, mm -hmm. um, we, we are very different people. Um, you know, I, I am a strong, committed Christian guy. Mm -hmm. You're a Christian guy. Mm -hmm. Stephanie Miller, I, I don't know. We didn't mm -hmm. talk about faith. But mm -mm. if you just kind of look at the average Christian mindset and you go, okay, we had, we had a very, very liberal, um, very controversial in a lot of ways, lesbian on the show. Mm -hmm. And we connect. And we had a great time with her. And she is a fabulous person to get to know. And she's delightful in a lot of ways. Do we line up? No. Mm -mm. We, we don't line up politically and socially, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the takeaway that I would love people to understand about. We, we, heard this, we hear this word tolerance out there, and, and that's a bullshit word in a lot mm -hmm. of ways, and, it, and it's get, it gets politicized, and I'm yeah. sorry about that. Mm -hmm. But if you could just kind of go back to just love people for who they are. Yeah. And, yeah. and she's a good person, and she's probably a better person than I am. And, and yeah, I think if, absolutely, I'm well, thinking, I'm thinking for sure. <laughs> I was trying to come at this with humility and then you went there, darn you for that. But, but you know, what I mean is if we just kind of go through life, not thinking so self aggrandized about who we mm -hmm. are, that our opinions are the most important in the world. And everybody has to get a, a, a picture of what I'm eating for dinner tonight and they have to comment right. about it and mm -hmm. they have to like me and follow me. And, yep. and oh, we just yep. get this narcissistic view of who we are. And if we just stop for a minute and go, we are all just messed up people in varying stages of our lives and messed up, and we're trying to figure it out. We're trying to do better. And if you just have a little bit of patience with people and realize people are basically good, and I know that's hard to find in a lot of, uh, of, of what's gone on in society these days, but people, I believe, are basically good. They're afraid, and there's a lot that's going on out there that clouds our, our judgments. Mm -hmm. But it, People are basically good. And if you allow them to be good and give them the space and the grace to be good, you might be very surprised with what you find. I, I you know, there's a couple of people that just came to mind that I don't think are good, but, but I, don't, don't do it. I know, don't, I know, I know. You know, it. you know who I'm talking about. I you know who I'm talking about. I don't I talk you off this ledge. <laughs> no, man, it, it, that was a great interview. Uh, she's amazing. Um, and I did shamelessly plug a few clients. That's just what we do. You and did. you didn't do it because you're, you're, you're a little more mature than I am. That was very whorish on your yep. part. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah. No, I, uh, I, I enjoyed the time with her. Um, and I agree with you. Uh, solid takeaway. Tolerance. And uh, what is tolerance, really? How about just be nice to people? Yeah. And not everybody's the same. And uh, that's okay. You know, period. What, what is that's it? okay. What is it? Our mom, my mom used to say going out the door to school. Be nice. <laughs> just be nice. Just be nice. Right. right. Don't be an asshole. Just right. be nice. <laughs> well, she did say that. Yeah. There was oh, yeah, a, for there sure. Was a, yeah, eat your sandwich. Mm -hmm. and quit, yeah. Quit, and, quit, and, quit and, trading and the, it for Twinkies. Yeah, and, and, and the carpet munching also came up a few times. <laughs> yeah. Not She's at home. Funny, man. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I no, promise no. you, mom never said that. No, never mom. That was that. not on the way out the door. Never you? heard that. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you, you came in up very, 
conservative household. Um, all right, buddy. Thanks for your time today, man. Uh, good chat. And we will uh, we'll get another good interview coming up soon. We'll catch you next time, then. All right, buddy.